It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Politics with Frederick Wilson and Kathy Taylor. We appreciate you tuning in again tonight. It's Monday, May the 4th, the year of our Lord, 2020, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you again for tuning in. Call them you're listening to is 917-932-1078. I'll say it again, 917-932-1078. Or you can listen to us live on the World Wide Web. So if you're over across the seas, if you're even in the outer space, you can listen to us at www.blogtalkradio.com slash survive365. I'll say it again, www.blogtalkradio.com slash survive365. Yes, I said, even if you're out of space, it is May the 4th, and Catherine, may the 4th be with you. That's right. May the 4th be with you. You see the brothers out there with the lightsabers and doing anything? Why <laughs> <laughs> are you laughing? <laughs> he ain't not going to say that, did he? Nope. I didn't either. <laughs> it just came to my head. I just started thinking about it. It's, it's, it's the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Uh, did you participate in any kind of things like that? I did not. All right. All right. Still got time. It's still, I guess, not Thanks. official until you got till midnight, then it's the fifth. Thanks. And then it's what? Cinco de Mayo. So you take off your lightsaber, put on your sombrero, get your drink on. And get a taco. And get a taco. Boy, this is a good, this is good Monday, too. You start a week off right, huh? Okay. Thanks. I ain't mad at you. And what, what was the last one? What was the, like, the weed day? What's the weed day? 420. 420. Oh, that's coming up this month? No, that, we missed that. that. I missed that. Yeah, yeah. So, dang, your weed heads had a day. Does the, the uh, Star Wars fans get a day? Did people celebrate the fake Cinco de Mayo holiday? Because <laughs> you know that Cinco de Mayo was not really a celebration because they, they lost. You know that, right? <laughs> the people just... People no, just, people just wants to taco and tequila. Any other reason to drink a party and throw your lightsaber and put on your... On Taco Tuesday. Oh, wow. Look at this. Is it free tacos for everybody now? Winner, winner. Okay, all right now. Well, again, we got a lot to talk about again. Besides me, the force be with you. But uh, we, we're going to talk about, of course, this day in history, duh. And uh, we're going to look at what's going on latest in COVID. I'm tired of talking about COVID, but it's very relevant. So we got to talk about that. We're going to talk about what's happening with Joe Biden and the, this, this uh, sexual assault accusation. Even Donald Trump weighed in on it. And I was surprised at what Trump said, but I guess that was all he could say. We'll talk about that. Uh, what else are we going to talk about, Catherine? We're um, going to talk about um, Ahmad Arbery. Yeah, he's got the guy that got shot in Brunswick. Yeah. You may not heard much about it because it seems, to me, I don't know, like they're trying to cover it up. But there's some shaky stuff going on in Brunswick. That's just out of the road. I know people in Brunswick. I should call them and see if they know anything about it. Huh. It's a good thing. All right. Anything else we're going to jump on? Whatever we want to. That's it. Hey. Yeah, you know, whatever. Whatever. We're going to flow. It's kind of a nice free-flowing day today. We appreciate you tuning in again. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. We'll get everything loaded up and ready to go. You know what we're supposed to do right now. You're supposed to be texting 345. We'll go five of your friends, texting the call number, tell them to tune in. 
and uh, Kathy and I will do the do the rest. You'll have a best friend by the time me and Kathy get done beating them over the head with this knowledge we're dropping on them, right? We're going to hit them with all kind of angles, and uh, we'll, we'll also give our disclosure again when we come back, all right? So this is what I need to do. Just stay tuned, if you will, please, and we'll be right back. diet and exercise much more join the journey to better quality of life here's today's my spirit fitness wellness moment with your host felisha love there's more to wellness than a good diet and exercise much more my spirit fitness is about finding ways to live with less stress and create happiness while on the daily grind picture this Wellness is like tasting an award-winning bowl of gumbo. We celebrate all of the joys by adding key ingredients to please the palate and warm the heart. My Spirit Fitness is a daily two-minute show. I call it edutainment, education, and entertainment. It helps people squeeze out the delicate joys of life to live longer and with more passion, youth, and creativity. Wellness doesn't have to be boring. Hi, I'm Felicia Love. I'm a multimedia professional, a wellness expert, and author of Brave Leap to Freedom, integrating mind, body, and spirit to cultivate healthy relationships. In these segments, I'll be teaching keys to yoga, meditation, healthy relationships, and how to become your own personal trainer. With the My Spirit Fitness Wellness Moment, I simply provide steps to inspire people to win at personal sustainability for our families and our communities. They depend on it. Let's face it, we can't wait on Obamacare. As your wellness strategist, the sky is a limit on relatable topics and healthy benefits. Just like that prize bowl of gumbo, taste and presentation provide a perfect measure of bliss. My Spirit Fitness, covering all corners of wellness to help you balance career and family, relationships and quality life. Thank you for liking, following, sharing, Google Plusing, watching and listening to My Spirit Fitness. Frederick Wilson and Kathy Taylor again. Sometimes I rhyme slow, sometimes I rhyme quick. We're going to get it quick now. Speaking of the process, it's eight after the hour. Let's get down to business. This day in history, let's take a walk with me. Kathy, am I going to go first? You're going to go first. Who's going first? Who's the first one? Yeah. I'm going first. All right. In this day in history, we're going to take it back to 1965. I know some of y'all listening can remember that because you are old enough to know those times. In 1965, Willie Mays breaks the National League home record. And what does it matter? This is on May 4th, 1965. She was a San Francisco Giants outfielder. He hits his 512th career home run to break Mel Ott's National League record for home runs. He finishes career with 660 home runs, and he's good for the third on all-time list of at the time of his time. He was the third all-time when he retired. Now, of course, you know, people have been hitting a whole lot more than that. Some of them taking those steroids, but we're not going to go there. But uh, Sammy Sosa and a couple of others, we're not going to do that. Uh, said he didn't, but they, they alleged that Sosa was doing it. He did get big real quick, though, but that's another thing. Um, Willie Mays was born in 1931 in Westville, Alabama, and uh, he had to fight through the racial barriers and all kind of good things to get into the league, and he went there and showed that, uh, you know, baseball is not about color. 
Baseball is just about your skills and your dedication to the sport. So hats off to Willie Mays. Some of y'all remember right now shaking your head. You knew where you were when you heard Willie Mays broke that record. All right, there we go. What you got, Kathy? <laughs> All right, this day in history in 1961, um, student activists from CORE, the Congress for Racial Equality, launched the Freedom Rides. And the Freedom Rides were a ride that went from um, Washington, D.C. to Jackson, Mississippi, and basically, it had both white and black riders, volunteers, who were basically trying to segregate interstate buses and bus terminals. Right. Now, again, I know some of y'all listen. How many y'all, I wonder if, any, if anybody was on here that's listening with a freedom rider, press the one button and share that with me, what you, what you knew about it. That would be interesting, huh? I really, really would like to know that because I'm not old enough to know about the Freedom Riders. I'm just, uh, just to read about it, but not firsthand. Oh, Kathy, looking at me like, yes, I am. Wow. Okay. Okay. Now you open up that door. Here we go. You just gave me that look. All right. So again, press the one button if you want to share uh, anything about the Freedom Rides. If you're on them, if you knew somebody, if your mom or dad or your cousin or anybody or got firsthand experience or how you felt, even if you went on a Freedom Ride, if you were unable to go for whatever reason, how'd you feel? when you heard about people actually getting together and taking those rides and, and fighting and standing up. And, and a lot of times uh, in a lot of different places, depending on what city they were going to or going through, put their life on the line. So it's not just nowadays where you just hop on the bus and we're going to a concert. No, no, you might get on this bus and not come back. So that's serious business. A lot of things happened in the 60s. It's a proud time. It's a good time for America uh, when it comes to change. Um, so press that one button. I'd be interested to see that if you want to share. And uh, we're going to go back to when Kathy was an elderly person. Uh, we're going to go back to May 4th, 1865. Yes, indeed. And on May 4th, 1865, it's a very sad day for Kathy Taylor, very sad day. Uh, her favorite president, whole wide world, her friend, mentor, buddy, pal, compadre, Abraham Lincoln, was laid to rest. She's giggling now because she's trying to, she's laughing to keep him crying because it's still a sensitive uh, sensitive subject. His funeral train traveled through 180 cities and seven states before reaching Springfield. He was buried in Springfield, Illinois. Uh, at each stop, mourners paid their respects to Lincoln, who had been assassinated on April 14th. Lincoln's son, Willie, who died at age 11 from typhoid fever in 1862 and had originally been buried in Washington, D.C., uh, while Lincoln was serving the president, was interred next to his father in the family plot on the same day. So they dug up Willie and put him next to his daddy. You think Willie cared? Yes. Really? He was waiting around for that? <laughs> okay. All right. So that's what happened. Kathy, what was going on in, in, in 1865? I mean, do you remember, like, how did you feel? Anyway, in this age, oh, you were telling me. Too sensitive. I was too sensitive for it, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Ohio. <laughs> 28 National Guardsmen fired weapons at a group of anti-war protesters on the um, campus of Kent State, Kent State um, University, killing four students, and they wounded eight more, and one of them was permanently um, paralyzed. Now, this is happening during the anti-war movement during the um, Vietnam War, and two days but prior to this, the National Guards had actually been called out to Kent campus to disperse protesters. Um, that were protesting, they were rioting and protesting the Vietnam War. Then the day later, um, there were some more protests, and they were dispersed by the National Guard using tear gas. But on May 4th, when classes resumed, um, 2000, some 2,000 people had assembled on the campus, although they had banned all the rallies to um, basically protest. The National Guard arrived again. This time they ordered the um, crowd to disperse. They fired tear gas. They even um, used some bayonets fixed on their rifles to kind of move, pry the um, protesters back. Bayonets? You heard me. Wow. Um, the protesters are going to refuse. They're going to start throwing things, as some protesters do. Um, obviously, they're not. They're going to say that they're not going to listen. And before you know it, boom! A number of warning. Um, excuse me. A number of shots were fired. None of which included warning shots. <laughs> Um, they discharged some 60 um, rounds towards a group of protesters, again, killing four, injuring eight, and wounding, well, not just wounding, but permanently um, paralyzing one. And you want to know what they were charged with? Nothing. They they were not found guilty of doing anything wrong. All righty. Okay. Times in America, huh? What year was that? 1970. 1970. Okay. All right. Last but not least. 
uh, the electric chair malfunction. We're going to take this to 1990. Oh, you want to do it, Kathy? No, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kathy. No, no, you go ahead. She's looking like crazy now. The electric chair malfunction. She want to talk about this. It malfunctioned in 1990. This is in Florida, right here where we're from, the great state of Florida. Jesse Taffero, he was executed by the electric chair, but it malfunctioned three times. And reports, uh, as reports have it, there were flames leaping from his head. And his death sparked a new debate on humane methods of execution. And several states ceased to use electric chair and adopted lethal injections as a means of capital punishment. Now, Kathy, what was your, what do you think about Jesse Taffero and flames popping out of his head? Do you care? No. Why not? Because um, he was convicted of murdering two people. Was he guilty? Uh, he was convicted of it. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm I'm the one, like, if he's guilty, I don't care. Kill him. He did it. It is what happens. It was an accident. We mean for the spark to fly out your head and the flame to catch on fire, poof, whatever it is. Oops. My bad. We're going to try and fix it for the next guy. But you don't get any kind of reprieve and, 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 and uh, no special treatment for the way we kill you. But the thing that came out of this, though, we're reading an article about this, is that, Kathy, that um, – one of the problems that would happen is a lot of they were hard to find electricians that knew how to wire a chair properly to kill folk, and they didn't. And and proper uh, they call them executioners. I guess they should. I guess that's a good thing. You got some people that are really not happy to go and kill folk, even if they are guilty. Then they went to the lethal. More people started going toward the lethal injection, and the the problem with the lethal injection is if you don't have a balance right, according to these articles of of the paralytic. And the uh, potassium, the paralytic just, just stops your, 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 you from breathing. Then they give you a lethal dose of potassium that stops your heart beating. If you don't do it right, you'll die, but it'll be a painful death. So they're worried about that and trying to get, those, get that balance right and a machine that will, that will uh, administer the stuff at the right amount at the right time. So the bottom line is in 1990, right here in Florida, this guy here, uh, Jesse Taffero, had the malfunction of the uh, – electric chair so it sparked wow some great debate that's terrible terrible that was terrible <laughs> that was absolutely terrible yeah. all right all right well i'm all for electric chair i'm all for all kind of forms of death uh when you do some heinous crimes or you no longer need to be on this earth anymore i'm for just be creative i think that the victim's family should should get a say so the matter maybe give a list of a few different ways that can be done. If you got people that will do it, okay, we're in the state of Florida. We got folk that's willing to hang them. We got folk that's willing to set them on fire. We got folk that's willing to shoot them, whatever different things are. And you just get to choose. And if you want to do it yourself, you can say, I want to do it. What do you think about that? I, I agree. Okay. All right. I'm good with that. All right. Anything else in history we need to push on? That's it. All right, let's push on. Let's push on. What else we got? Talk to me, Kathy. Talk to me. What are we talking about? You're about now? to give the latest on COVID 19. Oh, COVID 19, everybody. COVID, COVID, COVID. And we know good well. There's a joke uh, Kathy told me about. I think Kathy told me about that. We know our Kelly cannot get COVID 19. He can get COVID 13, maybe COVID 14. <laughs> and he, he might be asymptomatic for COVID 15. But COVID 19. <laughs> so. Who would tell you that's the joke? COVID-19, R. Kelly, it has an immunity to Who would tell you that? I don't know. I thought you did. I did. What? Okay. Okay. He can, he, we need to have him going to work. He can go anywhere at work because he will never get COVID-19. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get on to it. But uh, ladies and COVID-19, right here in the state of Florida, we have what? How many more, how many more cases did we have in Florida? Um, Over 800. Over 800 more cases. Uh, reported from last night in the state of Florida, and this is in the midst of us trying to reopen. reopen. And uh, unfortunately, sad news: a friend of mine's grandmother passed away over this weekend from COVID-19 in New York. And what she was telling me, the family members are saying that she had a family member that's a nurse works in the hospital. She said the morgue down there are stacked; they're stacking bodies two by two of uh, people dying from from the COVID virus. So it's it's nothing to play with. Um, it, it's definitely taking people out, especially in New Jersey and, and New York areas where there's a high concentration of people. So uh, we can joke about it and say it's time to reopen, but it's, it's got to be relative to the state you're in and it's relative to the area because if you don't have COVID issues, then there's no reason for you to act like you got COVID issues and shut your whole city down when that's not the case. Um, just a little list of some of the states that's trying to open back up. 
right here in the great state of Florida, La Florida, um, we were open certain businesses um, today, May 4th, except in the counties of Broward, Miami-Dade, and Palm Beach. Those are some Broward and Miami. Broward is Fort Lauderdale. Miami-Dade is Miami. And, and, of course, Palm Beach is the Palm Beach area. But um, <laughs> we, yeah, I'm just saying because people that listen, they might not know much about Florida. But that's in the southern state of that's in the southern part of the state of Florida. Was a lot of concentration, a lot of tourists, and um, uh, those guys are still under the more strict routines. But right here in, in the northern parts of Florida, which is they're really re- releasing things, if you will. So again, businesses uh, can open up. Restaurants can offer outdoor seating with uh, six foot space between the tables and indoor seating at 25 percent capacity. Retail can operate at 25% of indoor capacity, and bars and gyms and personal services, such as hairdressers, will remain closed. Churches remain on a voluntary social distancing, and movie theaters are still closed right here in the Florida. And a stay-at-home order ends on, well, ended on April 30th. So uh, we're done with that. Our Governor Ron DeSantis, um, he's catching some flack, of course, from other places. Uh, he's getting some kudos back and forth from over, other states, other people saying they shouldn't open up soon. I'm, I'm kind of at odds with this. I'm not exactly sure what to expect because I'm hearing, uh, I'm hearing these, these quote-unquote professionals and specialists and scientists say that uh, we're going to have a second wave. We might have a second wave of this in the winter. If we're going to have a second wave, then where is the, what's the wave doing now? Like what is it doing that's not going to be spreading in the summertime, but all of a sudden it's going to kick back in in the winter? Does it lie dormant somewhere? Like, a, like a, Does it hibernate? I'm not understanding that. So I wish they would give you some more information. But in Georgia, though, Georgia started um, easing its restriction on April 24th. You got gyms and fitness centers and bowling alleys and body, part, uh, body art studios and barbers and hair salons and nail salons, estheticians and massage therapists were able, were able to reopen on the 24th of April with certain rules, of course. Theaters and restaurants are allowed to reopen on April 27th with special caveats, of course, and they include social distancing and screening employees for illness. Bars, nightclubs, and music venues are still uh, close for now. So uh, each state, which makes sense to be doing it based on their state's needs. But again, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why would we reopen and then say the junk is going to come back, then we're going to have to what, close down again? So you're going to have the schools are supposed to reopen or have some kind of scattered reopen is what they're talking about right here uh, in, in Duval County. I imagine the same thing in the whole state of Florida where, you know, school, our school started in, in August, uh, usually the first, second week in August. But um, they're talking about maybe a staggered type return, and that's in August. But then the experts are talking about a return of the COVID in September, October. Like, it's not making sense to go through all the rigmarole to shut it back down again. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's above my pay grade, or maybe somebody's getting paid to say what they're saying. I'm not sure. But either way, ladies and gentlemen, I want you guys to to keep protecting yourself, if you will. Yes, the, these things are open up, but it doesn't mean that you have to go and be a part of them. So I hear some people say, oh, this is it's racism because they determine that black people are, are more susceptible to the virus. Then don't go. Right, Catherine? Right. You, know, you ain't got to go. You can still stay yeah. home. You don't have to go attend those restaurants. You can still go to the grocery store and cook at home or get your stuff to take out. You don't have to go to any – you don't have to go to your barber and all that stuff. I know you might be looking crazy. I know some of y'all women looking real rough. You ain't had your hair done in four weeks and, you, and your, your fingernails are grown out. you like you got two layers of nails on your hand. I understand. But if it's that serious to you, if you're worried about it, then take the necessary precautions and stay at home, all right? Be safe. By all means, be safe. So um, the rest of it, just COVID, 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 we, again – each state is trying to open up. And, uh, Kathy, you say you, you know about what's going on in Knoxville. What happened with that? What? Your friend in Knoxville? No, not a friend. Person I met. Okay, person you met. In Knoxville, who's here um, volunteering to help with the testing, mm-hmm. said that in Knoxville, since they don't, have one of the, they don't have that many cases, but one of the things they did was they basically dumped the jail mm-hmm. in order to keep um, COVID from spreading in the jails. So just to... Nonviolent crimes, all right? Yes. Okay, a lot of people are doing that, and a lot of states are doing that. They're emptying jails. We talked about this last week with Corrine Brown. They let her go because of, uh, and she was just halfway in her sentence. She had a five-year sentence, and she did two and a half, but the COVID virus is there because she's she's already sickly, and they can't really protect her from the spread of the virus in jail. They let her go. So she got out of jail two and a half years early where half her sentence was done. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, it makes sense if you're not you're not some violent criminal. You don't be put in some kind of way 
to where you could get a disease and die. But they got it. I don't know. They put some kind of anklet on you, some kind of tracker. So when when the COVID gets done, they can you can come back and finish the sentence, or they just say, "Oh well, you got lucky because of COVID virus. What you have paid your debt to society?" Mm, I don't know. I don't know, Catherine. Have to look that up. But also, we're speaking about that. We talked about uh, Katrina Brown and Reggie Brown a number of times, and they were convicted um, in federal court. Now, now, now I'm say they're not related. It's got the same last name. Uh, they were convicted in October on conspiracy, fraud, and money laundering charges. And uh, they were due to be sentenced in January, but it, their sentence keeps getting extended, extended, extended. And uh, they were supposed to be extended sentence. I said they were, the sentence, excuse me, sentencing was extended. And they were supposed to be sentenced on May the 19th. And now that has been pushed back because uh, the attorney argued that it's situation going on with COVID virus that they need some more time. I don't know what they need more time for because they're guilty, according to you guys. What do you need time to do? But they're now going to be sentenced on June 30th at 9.30 a.m. But, again, on the flip side, we're thinking about this. It might be good because if they're not, they're not convicted of any violent crimes, they would probably just be released right back out because of the virus situation going on anyway. So maybe it's for the better. But either way, they're getting so many sentences. Uh, Kathy said a little while ago, I mean, so many delays, they could have finished their sentence out by now by the time they started. But maybe they're hoping for a miracle. I don't know. But that's enough. Uh, that's going on with the Browns. Anything else going on locally? You want to talk about it? You want to take it to the next level? No. Going up? All right, what we got? All right, so um, it was a historic day in the um, Supreme Court today. Okay. Why do you say that, Kathy? Well, I'll tell you why. Well, um, because due to COVID-19, the um this is the first time in history that the Supreme Court heard um remote oral um arguments. So they basically heard arguments over the phone um from the two the well the attorneys the attorneys from both sides. This case is about um whether or not booking.com could trademark um booking.com. <laughs> um they tried to request a trademark from the trademark office and they were denied because they said booking was too generic of a term. And if they were given, even by com, if they were given that, then that would um, give them an unfair monopoly over a common word. So the travel company actually sued um, in the lower court. They won saying that the book, that booking combined with com was protectable. Um, but obviously the um, trademark um, protection office appealed, and this is how we got to the Supreme Court. So that is the um, case that is being heard right now over the phone. Hmm. Internet. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. That's very. That's that's good stuff. Even the case may not have been very exciting for people, but uh, I want to discuss Obamacare over that. I want to discuss like like some some. Maybe they should. Ooh, that'd be that'd be very interesting. Here's a question for you: When they don't do it over the internet, is the court are the, are the system just wide open for anybody to come sit down and watch them debate? If you can get in, huh? You've been? Have you seen one before? Mm-hmm. That'd be something interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's good. That's interesting stuff. So, uh, hats off, you guys. And any 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 history teachers or anybody that's interested in the Supreme Court or how things get done, how laws are passed and and judged and decided on, and the balance of power, anything like that, take a look at our Supreme Court justices do their thing. What we got next? All right. So what we're going to talk about is the shooting death of Ahmad Aubrey. Um, Mr. Aubrey was a 25 year old black man who lived in South Georgia. He actually lived outside of Brunswick, um, Georgia. So on February 23rd, around 1 p.m., Mr. Arby, according to his family and friends, was jogging through a neighborhood. And while he was jogging through the neighborhood, two residents of the neighborhood saw him and decided that he looked like a man who had been burglarizing um these unoccupied houses that were still under construction in the neighborhood. So um, these gentlemen decided to get into their car, their truck, um, not with before grabbing a three fifty seven and a shotgun, and down and to chase down Mr. Aubrey. 
So they chased him down, um, according to their report, and there was a third man who was also following in the pursuit. And according to their testimony, um, one of the men got out with his shotgun and called to Mr. Aubrey and told him to wait, 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 we want to talk to you. Mr. Aubrey saw a white man coming with at him with a shotgun and decided to fight and defend himself. In the fight, Mr. Aubrey was shot two times with the shotgun shotgun and died. Wow. Okay. Now, this is what we know about um, the people involved in the chase. Um, the man's name was Gregory McMichael. He's 64, and his son, Travis McMichael. Those are the two that went running out in chasing Mr. Aubrey. Travis McMichael, 34, is the one who actually got out of the car and called to Mr. Aubrey and ended up um, fighting with Mr. Aubrey. He's the one who actually shot Mr. Aubrey um, twice, killing him. Now, they testified that this was basically self-defense because Mr. Aubrey tried to um, fight him and get the shotgun. Now, when this first went to um, the district attorney's office in that town, that district attorney had to recuse herself because Gregory McMichael, who was the father of Travis McMichael, used to was in law enforcement. And had and had even worked in the district attorney's office as an investigator. Um, also, so it was sent to another district, and that district attorney also recused themselves after um, Mr. Aubrey's mom brought up a conflict of interest. So it has now gone to the third district attorney's office, um, and they are still waiting for something to happen because right now they have not been charged with any crime, and no one has been arrested. That sounds like cover-up to me. I don't know. Call me crazy, but something seems like if you are chasing this man and this man winds up dead, and we looked at different things, you, you, he looks like the person has been burglarizing. What, what was he stealing? He's jogging down the street. What was he stealing? He was- okay, so right moments before this, um, a 911 call had come in where a woman was saying that there had been some burglars in the area, and there was a man wearing a white shirt that was um, inside a house and was, and then started running. So they said um, the 911 operator asked if he was burglarizing the house right now, um, and the caller responded, well, there's no wall <laughs> Mm-hmm. So you really called the police about a house with no walls. So you can't burglarize it. So what did they? So what did they say? So they're trying. Okay, so you know what they're trying to say is that um, Mr. Aubrey had some a criminal past in terms. Of, I think one was shoplifting. But they didn't know that when they called. No, they didn't know. It was and it doesn't have anything to do with this. So, um, again, how this could be self-defense, I do not understand, mainly because while the state of Georgia does allow for citizens' arrest, you're supposed to witness an actual crime being committed and then detain the suspect. They did not witness a crime. What they saw was a man running down the street because they never said that they saw him in the house. So, I want to know what happened. I want to know why he shot this man. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Is this a race issue, or is this he just happened to be black and they was done to anybody running down the street? Is this um, how could this have been avoided? Oh, they could have not t- taken a shotgun and a three fifty seven to chase oh, after somebody. That would work. I mean, you could have called the police and let them go after if you thought there was something. But just because a black person or a person is jogging through your neighborhood does actually not make them a criminal. It's hints of Trayvon Martin, doesn't it? It does, and, you know, it happened on, like, the anniversary. Really? Or, like, very close to the anniversary or something. Okay. All right. So what do you think? What's the next? Do you think there's going to be anything done? It's Brunswick, Georgia. It's a small town, and it's about an hour from here, up an hour north of Jacksonville. 
uh, it's, a, it's a real small town, and so that people automatically think of a small town in the south. There's got to be a bunch of racist cops and racist people involved. It's not necessarily. I don't know the full deal, uh, but it sure does smell like a. Yeah, and it might not be a race thing in terms of the cover-up or what we look at as a cover-up. It might just be the good old boy system because he worked as an investigator for the district attorney, which is why they recused himself. So he, got a so he has connect. And, I mean, he's done it. And before that, he was in law enforcement anyway. So he has probably like a 20-year record in that area. So why would he think was that record in understanding law enforcement? And why would he think that that's a good idea to get a 357 and a shotgun to go and confront this guy? What are you going to say to him? He's jogging. So he's got nothing with him. He's not robbing any place. So he's just jogging down the road, and you think that that's necessary. What is going on in your head with, with your history of law enforcement? What is your reason for stopping him? And he ain't got no obligation to So you go pull a gun on him and make a quote-unquote citizen's arrest for something that you can't arrest him for because he hadn't done anything. Right, because the, the, law. the whole point is you're supposed to actually witness a crime. Yeah, you know I'm saying? He hadn't broken the law, so you can't make a citizen's arrest when no one should be arrested because no law was breaking. What are you arresting him for? If you got all these years of law enforcement, that hits us some, some kind of cover-up or something not right, too, to let this man slide on that. And after all this time, no investigation, really, no arrest, nothing. Just This is this dead man, and they just say, your child died, your friend died, because these folks thought that he was a burglar. Is that pretty much what they tell the family? Pretty much. Well, what they originally told the mother is when they first contacted her, is they told her that her son had been caught burglarizing a house and had gotten into a fight over a gun with the um, homeowner. Mm-hmm. Then they came back and changed the story and said, no, he had been jogging down the street. You didn't know that at first? Because somebody that. had to say he was a burglar. So who started that lie? I told you someone called 911 before. Yeah, but who? But whoever called 911 is not going to be the same person that called and tell the family that they signed it. No, no, no. I'm saying it was the cops that said that. Yeah, I'm saying so the cops started the lie because they, if he had been burglarized or something, first of all, he would have had something that he stole, right? Okay. Well, I thought you were asking where did they get that. No, no, I'm like, how, when you go in there and tell the family, yeah, you start lying to the family. Again, seems like something, something to fly in that buttermilk, my grandmother used to say. Or my grandfather used to say, I should just fly that buttermilk. Okay. All right, so I, I, I would like to see where this is going to go. I wonder if they're going to get Ben Crump on this thing. No. They haven't turned. Okay. Yeah, I know he normally is right in that, yeah. but they, um, I can't think of the guy's name, man. We just finished watching him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot his name, too. He was just on uh, with Roland Martin. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, we'll see what's next. Maybe we should keep an eye on this. Definitely. And the mom is definitely pushing it. She's trying to get, um, like, this has hit the New York Times. I know it's been in the local news here, but it just started in local news like two days ago. But it was happening. It was in New York. It happened in February. February. This February twenty third. And it just hit now. May. Yep. This boy been dead in the ground, cold by now. Wow. Okay. Because of COVID nineteen. Yes, COVID nineteen. Really? You can't talk about murders in COVID nineteen. Um, I guess they're trying to say they can't do any investigation. Really? I'm just letting you know. Oh, you know what though? Maybe it's true because they show killer folk in Jacksonville like crazy. They shooting jokers right here in Jacksonville in the middle of the day now. Yeah. It- I'm yeah. talking about 12 noon. This is like, what's happening? You're not even hiding. Like, you ain't waiting for the darkness you know, so you can escape, just blend in. You just high noon, one thirty. It's bright, clear day. Busy intersection. Busy intersection. You just don't care. All Everybody pretty much in the world nowadays got a cell phone with a camera or video, and you just don't care. That's how they're doing it nowadays. So maybe they're thinking these cops can't do nothing with the COVID-19. Maybe the criminals ought to stop why don't y'all take a break? Why don't the criminals just stay home? And this is another example of criminals not listening to them to, the, to anything. Exactly. What they want to do. The other people are listening to It's absolutely crazy. But all right, again, we we uh we some prayers out to the family of uh, this gentleman and friends and people that are suffering. And we, we want to pray for justice. Justice needs to be served for this young man and his family. And this does not need to be repeated. I thought we were doing this type of stuff, but I was cracking my Trayvon Martin. You would think, but no. We go again. I guess we, we keep on doing the same thing until we get it right. Huh? Yep. All right. All right. What's next? Is it on me? Yes. It's on me. All right. 
Let's take it on to the national level. The national level is Joe Biden. We're talking about Joe Biden. Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe's in the house. Uncle Joe has um, he's pretty much a de facto nominee for the uh, Democrat he's not Party. Pretty much he is. Okay, he is. He's not official, but um, he's the one because the only person to run against him was, was Bernie Sanders, and Bernie Sanders dropped out. So Joe Biden is uh, going to be running against Donald Trump in the presidential election. And uh, Uncle Joe, though, <laughs> Joe knows touchy-feely. We've been talking about Joe, Uncle Joe and his touchy-feeliness for a while now. And it has now, um, let's get to now, come to bite him in, in, his, little, in his little grabbers, huh? <laughs> in the world. Joe Biden, we've been playing, you know, for a long time. I've been posting videos and memes of Joe Biden touch old folk, and they try to pull away on the slide and get away from me, and he just, he got to, he got to have his hands on him. He got to touch somebody. So Tyree comes out, and she says, hey, Joe Biden did something to me back in 1993. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, 1993. Good Lord, go back. How old were you in 1993? Some of y'all didn't even have gray hair in 1993. You got gray hair now. So that'll let you know how long ago 1993. What was going in on 1993? I was in Tallahassee, family in 1993. Wilding out. You, you in Tallahassee then, huh? Yep. 1993, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. All right, so she, now, what year is this? It's 2020. 2020, so that's 93 to 03. Okay, thank you. 27 years ago, Joe Biden sexually assaulted me. And I need to let him know. Now I need to let the world know now. Now, has Joe Biden been, like, hiding under a rock? No. Nope. Was he, like, did he disappear like Batman and nope. then come out like nope. <laughs> So Joe Biden's been in, in the politics yep. all these years? Yep. Okay, I'm just checking. But this lady says she got to let it be known because the world needs to know what type of man that could potentially be the president of the United States of America. And again, her name is Tara Reed. Now, in Joe Biden's defense, Joe Biden said in an interview on MSNBC's Morning Joe, I am saying unequivocally it never, never happened. That's what Joe Biden said. It's the first time Joe Biden publicly addressed the allegations, which has caused angst among the Democrat Party officials. Yes, it has. Of course it was. Because what they got to do now is see how they can what put out this fire and shut it down before it grows. Because the Me Too movement was all over Brett Kavanaugh, was all over Donald Trump, all over a whole lot of folks. Steve Harvey got a couple of that. Tavis Smiley got some of that. Bill Cosby, you know what happened to Bill Cosby. He all got that Me Too movement going. So is the Me Too movement going to turn its powerful head and look at Joe Biden and say, you too? Oh, no. Let's take a look. First of all, Let's see what happened. From Tara Reed's perspective, this is what Tara had to say. Now, first, Tara Reed was a, um, an aide for Joe Biden for less than a year, from 1992 to 1993. Her responsibilities include overseeing interns. With them interns again, huh? I forgot Bill Clinton in trouble. <laughs> Boy, look at here. Y'all may leave them interns alone. I'm just saying, y'all have all male. I could say y'all have all male interns, but we know some little freakies over there. Okay. Just, man, we just, hey, I, I don't even know what to say, but just keep it moving. Okay, she says that she later okay, okay, she graduated from she got law she got she went to law school, got a law degree, never took the bar, and she's got a job now. All right. She called herself a hardcore Democrat. This is how you gotta lay down the foundation. See, this was what you do when you don't want the Democrats to attack you or Republicans either way. But since she's a Democrat, this is what you do when you don't want the Democrat Party to to uh, attack you, is you say, Hey, I'm really one of you guys. And I really don't want to tell this story that's twenty seven years old, but I need to get it off my chest. Joe Biden is, he has sexually assaulted me. But again, it's not like I'm some old Republican hack or somebody that's a, a Republican operative just trying to bring down the Joe Biden campaign and destroy the Democrat Party. No, 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 that's not me. I'm one of you guys that's been taken advantage of by Uncle Joe, and Uncle Joe's the one you need to put out, and you still need to love me and still love the Democrat Party. So you've got to say that you're a hardcore Democrat. Again, if this was with Donald Trump and somebody was doing it, they would say, I'm a hardcore Republican. I'm a diehard Republican. Same situation. They all cover up for each other. All right. She said she voted. She even voted for Obama and Biden ticket. That means she's not a racist. You know that, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, she said she's a reporter. Okay, we care about that. But basically what happened in a two, 2017 tweet, 
uh, she even appeared to praise Joe Biden because she said that uh, she was still feeling kind of conflicted about Joe during that time, and she wasn't ready to come forward. What happened? Uh, what happened to her in 2017? From 1993 to 2017, she was still feeling conflicted and wasn't really to come out. He was vice president. He was past vice president. Okay, he was secretary of state. Man, when he even passed all that, right? Okay, just checking. Okay. So now here's the thing, though. So I'm not. Well, I want you guys to think that this is just uh, Tara Reid saying that uh, Joe Biden would put his grabbers on her. We got eight women came forward uh, in quick succession that said that Joe Biden touched him inappropriately or he made them feel uncomfortable or invaded their personal space in the past. And some of them said they just hugged him just a little bit too long. Well, he hugged them just a little bit too long. So, um, and these are allegations that's going on. But again, uh, Joe Biden is denying it. It was reported in some of the uh, local newspapers, but they didn't run them. Some of them saying that, well, we didn't have enough information, nothing really corroborated. So we didn't run the story. And Tara says, though, that she reported to some of the aides and, uh, up in, in uh, D.C. and other folk, and she was saying she didn't really name any names, of course, according to this article. But she was told, hey, you go and tell that story about Joe Biden, you'll never work here. You won't be known as the person that does this great work, basically. You'll be the, known, you'll be the one that, that tried to bring down a sitting senator. So she said that was another extra motivation for her to be quiet. But I guess she's okay with being known to bring down a sitting possible president. What are you I'm trying to figure out exactly what her accusation is. Right. Oh, no, what it is? No, that they have not exactly said her. Oh, what exactly is? She yes. just said sexually assaulted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this, I haven't heard anything that that. Yeah, she said he had. She said she he pushed him up against the wall when they were. Oh. Yeah, she pushed him up against the wall and pressed up against her. Oh. Yeah, that's what she did, and uh, that's that's what happened. Or well, that's what she said it happened. But now Uncle Joe comes up, and um, he made a little tweet. Uh-oh. So that happened, and then she endorsed him for and voted for him for. Yes, because what, she, what did she say? She said she was conflicted, confused. She said he was like a father figure. He's old enough to be a father. She said what happened at the time is when it, when it happened, he made it seem like it was her fault, like she asked for it. So, but this didn't just happen. That, she didn't vote for him in Hey, I'm just saying what she, she said. I'm just telling you what the lady said. How many years ago? 27. No, no. Oh, nice. She voted. 2008, right? Oh, yeah, so we're looking at 10-15. She still felt that way. In 2017, she still felt that way. Suck it up, buddy. Okay, well, she's sucking nothing up. Clearly. Clearly. But she held it in for long enough. Her statute limitations, though. Okay. Well, but again, what's the crime? Well, what's the crime? No, we, don't, we don't have no, how do we know this happened? We don't know what happened. Is that word again? His. Yeah. 27 years later. 27 years later. But it's still her word. After she tweeted about him in 2017, it's blowing things about him in 2017. Okay. Three years ago. So yeah. 24 years, she still didn't know? No, she said she knew, but she wasn't ready to come out. You cannot be ready to come out and still not give him a glowing tweet. I don't know. Um, That's what you're gonna do. I don't know. This you is okay with her coming out 27 no, years? No, heck no. I'm okay. saying he need to suck that up. I can say, hey, you're 27 years. He oppressed against you. You've probably been pressed up a number of times since then. This, this, okay, this. Okay, it's more than pressed up. What do you say? Suck his fingers. Nah, nah, nah. nah. Okay. That's what she said. That's what she said. Okay. That's what she said. I'm just telling you yeah. what she said. Okay, she may have a joke. Them, them grabbers a joke by the pretty efficient. <laughs> so, uh, wait a minute. You, he. <laughs> He, he, I can't. I can't. I'm just saying he did the the, 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 the Donald Trump. That's what you said. Wait a minute. He did the Donald Trump. That's what he said. grabbed it in the private area. He no. He didn't grab it. He touched it. But Michelle Obama was so in, in hurt, and all these other Me Too women were so hurt when Donald Trump said those words. Well, he shouldn't and, have said that. That was yeah. Very but 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 you were so hurt. Disgusting. But uh, let me see how hurt they are when he did worse. Well, he didn't say that. Trump actually said, okay. this is what I do, but, but I grab men and say, now this is somebody accusing, now what if she's lying? What if she is? It's we'll not the see. same thing. We'll see. And man. mind you, she didn't come out at that time and, and tell. Nobody. I'm coming out. I want the world to know. Okay, all right. Well, Joe Biden, of course, he's got to, again, I don't know, to me, again, all this time, you need to shut that up, let Joe Biden be Joe Biden, because it's too late for all that. I don't want to hear what you got to say after all these years. Now, again, I'm not, I'm not downplaying any kind of sexual assault or anything like that, not at all. 
but when you have nothing to go on besides what you say it happened 27 years ago, and, of course, he's saying no, what can we do? You could be telling the 100% truth. You could be absolutely right. But justice cannot be served when you wait all this time when you have plenty of opportunities to do something, say something, or deal with it, and you didn't. This just looks like you're trying to bring the man down when he's at the point in his life where he can possibly reach maybe with his greatest dream of being the president of the United States. That's what it's looking like, and it makes you look real bad. That's how I feel. But let me show you. Let me let you hear what Joe Biden had to say in response to uh, – because Joe Biden had a little tweet about this. And uh you know what Joe Biden had to say about this. Um, and then we let you know what Donald Trump had to say. Even Trump weighed in on it, too, because – of course, they're going to ask Donald Trump how he feels about these accusations, and I'm surprised at what he said. We got a phone call? All right, let's take a quick call. The caller, uh, welcome to the show. It's Let's Talk Politics with Frederick Wilson and Kathy Taylor. What's up, caller? Um, nothing much. Uh, good discussion. I just think that uh, this is just another situation where you just have to wait for all the facts to come out and, and all that stuff. As far as how she... She came out with this. This is the same way that all the women have been coming out with against these politics. I mean, against even against Harvey Weinstein and all this kind of stuff. I mean, just years later, you know, these accusations come out. And so it makes it – it just makes it a little bit more difficult to kind of figure out what actually happened, whether it's Bill Cosby or Weinstein or whoever, Matt Lauer and all these people. I mean, it's the same that thing. You just have to wait and see, I guess. I mean, yeah, but but what um, can come out in this particular case when she just said that she, she was they were just them two alone. He pressed up against her, no one else was around, and he did what he did. What else can come out? I mean, what are they going to say that because she? Uh, some of the people said, like her brother said, she later on after that years ago that she told him that um, Joe Biden was inappropriate with her, and and one of her friends said that that's what she said a couple of years ago as well. But that still doesn't. What? What? That's what I'm trying to say. What else can come out? How do you investigate something that happened so long ago? I, I, I don't know. I don't. I, that, that's what I mean. I mean, it just makes it very difficult. Um, it doesn't seem like she wants to press any charges or anything like that. I don't know why she came out. Maybe she was offered some money to come out with it. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, I don't. I don't know why she came out with it. Now, the problem with Joe Biden is, however. Like, Trump has, you know, what he said and, and, and other people have had allegations against them. The, 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 the problem with Joe is that he's had a little some creepy uh, moments on camera. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that's nothing what we that that mean. Like, these grabbers are amazing. He's, he's got, like, tentacles. <laughs> he gets, yeah, he yeah. gets it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you was, and, and it, you know it's interesting because we don't know if he's guilty of doing this or not. We have no idea. But at this point, but what we do know is that this stuff, especially with older, the older generation, is not. You know, it, it's just yeah. what has what used to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you think is, some this is, is one age. thing that men know, and I guess women know yeah, but do you too. Think now, but men know this. Yeah, but like especially now that you don't think some of his age had told him and all the all the reports of people called him creepy Joe and all this stuff all the years. You don't think people look, Joe, you need to calm that down. It's, it's people don't like that. Uh I know you that just again, I don't know if he's a pervert or not. I don't know if he's some kind of sicko or not. But I I gotta believe that he's been warned by his his people in his group to say, Keep your hands to yourself, Joe. It's a bad look. It could come back and bite you, you, especially how, when you're trying to rise up the levels. Listen, you know other men. When you're at that level and you have that level of, of power, and you've been getting away with it so long, really somebody's going to come up and tell you that you can't do it? You know what I mean? Like, like how yeah. many people are going to have enough influence to say, you know, yo, you should cut that out? And how many men are going to – some men are going to listen, but you and I both know not all men are going to listen, not, especially right. if they've been getting away with it so long, and they're older, and they're in a position of power. We know how that goes. But then that leads you to believe that she's maybe telling the truth, right? Well, I, I'm not. I'm, I don't know if she's telling the truth, but it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility that she did it. Right. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it, it, yeah. Like I said, men of a certain age know other men, right? And we know yeah. what they're capable. Of. We've seen enough, but we know, you know. 
You know, that's just the way some guys are, man. Some guys are just like that. I'm sure I've known some, and I'm sure you've known some. You know, they're just kind of a little extra touchy. You know, they take liberties, right? So um, we just just have to wait. Now, the the big question is, what is this going to, you know, is it going to impact, you know, his candidacy and all that stuff? I don't know. Um, it seems like the women that were, you know, yelling the loudest, who were, um, who were, you know, me too all day long. You know, they're kind of silent Quiet. a little bit. Exactly. That's the next thing I was gonna say. You need to be screaming just like you screamed and hollered me too about Kavanaugh. For Kavanaugh. You need to be doing that same screaming and hollering about this guy here, about Joe Biden, because it's the same. Allegations years and years and years ago. One went all the way back to within high school. One was within college in the 80s. All this kind of stuff was going on. The stories didn't corroborate, and they were still saying guilty, guilty, guilty. So if you said it then, then you need to say it now, or you need to apologize and say you come to a new sense. But don't don't try and switch up now when it's when it's your boy that's getting accused. Like now the 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 accusations don't matter anymore. And then the same people that were defending Kavanaugh without any information, they need to defend Joe Biden too. The same way. Don't be a hypocrite and just defend who you want to defend because it means you're not looking for justice. You're just trying to make sure your political party keeps power. Well, right. You have another agenda. And this is yeah. what I, it's funny. I was having a conversation about a month ago with a young lady about all this, you know, like a lot of the feminist movement and all this kind of stuff. You know, and I was just like, you know, it's, it's all good that they're trying to get black women into the feminist movement and all this kind of stuff. But they're doing it for their own purposes. I said, when, black, yeah. when a black woman got beat up in Los Angeles, the cop is on the ground punching her in the face. You didn't hear a peep. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Any time, right you there. didn't hear a peep. Yeah. And anytime Sandra Bland, you yeah. know, all these, you know, these black girls getting killed, you didn't hear a peep. But you know what they were yeah. doing at that time? They were talking about, oh, how their life is so hard and. You know, oh, I'm just so impressed. And I'm just like, are black women falling for this again? Like, really? Like, So yeah. you can see what people do and what they don't do tells a whole lot, too. And you oh, see yeah. the hypocrisy in all of it. And that's why we like to have this show and just call them out for it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I, I think it's going to be very tough for Joe anyway. One of the reasons why it's going to be tough for him, it seems like there's a lot of black people that are sitting this one out. Yeah. There's a lot of black this, people. Because this is the best the Democrats could offer. It's the best the Democrats yeah. could offer, and it's, it's, he's, he's falling short. So if you're not and, giving and nothing Democratic for anybody to vote for. Again, you know, it's an insult that they've come along again, and they've got nothing. Yeah, you know, they complain there, about Trump. What do you got? They got nothing. Yeah, you complain about what, Trump all these years, and and nothing. then you give up Joe Biden. Like you're not doing any better, are you? Yeah. What I so? mean, what is he going to do for? What is he going to do for us now? I, I will say that part of that's our fault because we don't have a actual a ten point platform or something where we actually know what it is we want, but at the same time. They've not come with right. anything with anything for black people. It's all, hey, we're all in this together. And then we're yeah. like, no, because then when we when this COVID thing comes around and only 20-some-odd black people die in California of it, but they still try to put the face of it on black people in California, they try to skew the numbers and say, oh, these. And then they just did something in, in Atlanta. 80% of people is dying from COVID in Georgia are black. When they did the study of only 300-some-odd people in the middle of Atlanta, there's only black people where they did the study in the hospital they did. So, <laughs> so they said 80%. I was like, yeah. you're in the middle of Atlanta. What else is it going to be? Like you're skewing the numbers, and you're trying to make us now the face of this thing. Yeah. You know, you're trying to make black people like the face of it. Like that, that, like people are, you know, black people are getting really sick of it, you know, like, well, we got to be sick. We got to be sick of being sick because we ain't doing nothing about it yet, and that's the problem. Because they've been doing this stuff that forever, but if we're not doing anything about it. Then why would you not keep doing it? It's working. 
Yeah, I think they're gonna. They may get a shock this time though, because I think we'll see. They can't. You can't use Trump to scare all black people anymore. I'm, I'm glad you know? of that. I hope you're right because you, you we need some real stuff. Because now what's happening is they're saying, oh well, we we know we're not coming to you with anything. Like, we got no intention of doing anything for black people specifically, even though we're going to do something for Mexicans specifically and other people. <laughs> we're even giving illegal immigrants that are illegal in this country, in California, we're going to give them millions of dollars. We're doing nothing for you, right? Yeah, even crazy. there, you should vote for us because Trump is a racist. That's so about, about right. You got to vote right. for that's us, about right? right. That's about you listen. You listen to primaries. All they say is, uh, I mean, the, the debates in the primaries. We got to get rid of Trump. He's a racist. He's a xenophobe. He's a homophobe. He's a whatever, whatever. We got to get rid of him. Got to get rid of him. Got to get rid of him. That, that was pretty much it. Anybody yeah, but Trump. That's, that's, anybody but Trump. Anybody but Trump. That's the whole platform. And black people are now saying, "Well, we think you're all racist, but that's the that's not a not a, a thing, you know." And as far as Trump being racist, well, what else is new for us, right? This country We've been here all this time. He's he the only racist one around. What's new? Oh, no. Come on. Listen, and Biden and that whole crime bill, I mean, come on now. So, I mean, so black people are just saying, hey, what you got for us? Nothing? We're not voting. Well, Trump, you're going to put Trump back in office. Well, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> one thing is for sure, if we don't vote, you're not winning. And I guess what? And guess what? If you don't give us what we want, you'll never win another election. How's that? Yeah. Have a that nice is. day. I appreciate you, Carla. Have a nice day. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. That's some good right. stuff, Carla. We gotta let you go. We got another caller come through. But yep. keep listening. Thank you very much. Well. All right. So one of the things um, the caller was saying that reminded me of is you know Puffy, and we didn't get a chance to go over that, but we'll have to go on that another time. But him giving that announcement basically that. We need to stop just giving, as black and brown people, we need to just stop giving our vote just directly to the Democratic Party or to any party without making demands, making sure that they have a plan for us. Mm -hmm. And then people called him out about that, saying anybody but Trump. But it's way past that time. It's time for um, us to start saying, you got to earn my vote. And there's nothing wrong with saying, regardless of your party, you have to earn my vote. You don't automatically get anything. All right, let's last caller. Let's go, caller. Oh, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, caller. How you doing? I tell you, I was. I am. I should say I'm doing fine, regardless as to what's going on. But you know what? When uh, the young man was very good, but we expect too much from people that we know hate us. This is a racist country, and I am disappointed in me and everybody else because we do not have any leaders. We don't have anyone that goes to bat anymore. See, I remember what my daddy said. When we got a car and a credit card, we went crazy. We separated ourselves from the ones who don't have. It's the have and the have-nots. But the one who, the people that have, they are still hated also. See, our counseling get people to vote way before that. You should have been out there in the community seeing what your people can do. You are on payroll. Be concerned about your people in your district. If you go and talk to them, try to get them jobs, get them in school. So when election time comes up, you would have some influence over them. You don't have any influence over people. You you go in there when it's time to vote. Oh, come on, let's go and vote. I want you to go and vote. Because if I lived in those areas, I would rock them. You haven't there been there me since you've been in office, okay? And right, then 10 seconds, back. Paula. Keep going. we got 10 seconds. Okay. So what we need to do, we need to organize. See, we have been trained to survive. We have not been trained to thrive. We are survivors. All right. All right. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate that. All right. Thank you very much. Unfortunately, we went over our time. We were about to get in. I had some more stuff to show you, but time is up, and we know another show has got to come on, so we, we have to get off right now. But I do, I do, I do, really from the bottom of my heart, appreciate you guys tuning in and listening and to call it to call it in and share with us. Thank you very much for doing that. As always, we ask you to, 
think critically and get involved with your family, with your community, and your country. You guys take care, and we'll see you next week. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.